This is the Rich Eisen Show. We're not one of those shows that starts with the Dallas Cowboys just cuz. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I just have to say this to start this program based off of what I saw on Sunday night. These Dallas Cowboys are for real. Today's guests, Emmy Award-winning actor, Tony Shalhoub, Academy Award-nominated actor, Adam Driver, MLB Network insider, Tom Verducci, and now it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Well, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Board, we have uh, a guest list that is all over the map. We've got an Emmy Award winner in Tony Shalhoub. We've got a two-time Academy Award Academy Award acting nominee coming into our studio for a terrific new movie that's coming to a theater near you on Christmas Day. The star of Ferrari, the man who plays Enzo Ferrari, and also in terms of my household with three children, Kylo Ren himself is coming in studio. Adam Driver will be here. And then in hour number three, Tom Verducci will explain to us how the Los Angeles Dodgers got Shohei Otani and are only paying him $2 million a year for his entire 10-year contract, and then $680 million after that. He basically told Shoei Otani, uh, my goodness, what what a he's already a hero here for Dodger fans. Um, he, Tom, Tom Verducci will explain what the hell's going on in hour number three. Uh, it's an overreaction Monday on Tuesday show as well. So Chris Brockman will have his normal hey. standard fare. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. What's How up, are you? Rich? I'm great, man. Uh, DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. Is what is he cleaning up after the the cutlet parade and uh, in the parking lot in MetLife in New Jersey today? Is that where he is? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Thank you very much, Shay <laughs> Felly. TJ Jefferson. Good to see you over there. How are you, sir? Yes. What's up, Rich? It's twelve twelve Brady Day, so I wore the T-shirt of oh. him tossing the Super Bowl oh, trophy. Oh, look at you! Day. All right, Dad. Yeah. No, the famous Dad No moment <laughs> Dad right no. there. Okay. Um, hey, you know, you, uh, Chris Brockman, said multiple times in our Overreaction Monday podcast that we posted after yesterday's program, where we had such an insane amount of things to overreact to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you kept saying over and over and over again when you went off the wall with one <laughs> scenario after another for me to either react to or overreact to. Correct. You're like, it's it's... The last four weeks of the season, anything can happen. Things are totally crazy. It's been a weird year. It's been a weird year. A lot year. of weird stuff has happened. And then, stuff. and then came the uh, simultaneous Monday night football. Uh, I guess you can't call it a double header because that means it's one after another. It's the same time. Two games at once. Uh, a palooza. And... Um, and man, was was that like so any given Monday what? happened last <laughs> yeah. night, right? Uh, where the Tennessee Titans and the New York Giants both came up with Week 14 stunning victories, and one of them for the Tennessee Titans is a rarity. First time in 23 years, a team down by 14 points in the last three minutes won a football game. And that team gave up a defensive score to the best offensive team, arguably, in football to start the scoring. They basically told the Miami Dolphins, your offense doesn't have to score first. Your defense can do so. You take it. With a thick six. And the New York Giants 
are starting their third-string quarterback again. And in the same way, we got to stop talking about Brock Purdy as Mr. Irrelevant. If you, as you, have you noticed that that, that moniker's gone for him? Yeah, Last year, it was absolutely. all about, look at Mr. Irrelevant go. Well, Now we don't call him that anymore. When it's you're just, second in the MVP. Yeah, right? I, you know honestly, I mean? and that's not what Tommy DeVito is right now. But what we stop, got to stop talking to him is he's the third-string quarterback. Because the Green Bay Packers defense that watched him run past him all night long on Monday night doesn't care what string it is because that was first string ability right there. And Tommy DeVito and the Giants took a red-hot Green Bay Packer team and said, we'll take your best punch at the very end of the game and, and return it and beat you too. Now let's take one at a time right here. Starting with the game in South Florida. Because the Miami Dolphins had the opportunity to gain back the one seed they lost because they were sitting at home while the Ravens won in overtime. And they had an ability to get two games in front of the Kansas City Chiefs who have the tiebreak over them in the game in Germany that I called. And when that team left Germany, I thought to myself, they're never going to get past the Kansas City Chiefs with the way that the Chiefs' defense had just played and the way that we're assuming the offense would begin to gain steam, and they still haven't. But that said, Miami had a chance to get two in front of them against the Titans team starting their rookie quarterback in Will Levis. And they couldn't do it. Now, injuries happened where their center goes down. That sucks. And then Tyreek Hill, I mean, had the rare hip drop tackle horse collar happened to him at once and his left ankle got taken out and then he's standing there from the three minute mark of the first quarter with a wrap around his left ankle all the way through to the third quarter and he came back in the game and made two huge plays immediately and the thing is he had to do it and I, I honestly thought Mike McDaniel was doing with him what he did with Devin Achan when Achan came off of injured injury reserve. Remember he came off that IR stint? Everyone in fantasy is like, I'm playing him. And then yeah. he went out there and tweaked his knee, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to hold you out for the rest of the game. Precautionary. I think they were doing that with Tyreek, certainly when he was complaining, as he said after the game, of a, a significant injury that he felt. It yeah. was pain he felt. And then they're like, okay, we don't have that luxury here tonight because two things. One, I think last night proved Tyreek Hill is, in fact, the MVP of the Miami Dolphins. And two, the Tennessee Titans, man, say what you will about this team. And, you know, it's Derrick Henry. And why did DeAndre Hopkins join the team? I get it. But you, you, you tell Mike Vrabel he's not one of the best coaches in the National Football League. And, and maybe, you know, and he's standing across from you saying you should join my team. How do you say no to that guy? Yep. He is just incredible. They do not. Yeah, I know. They, they do not quit on him. No. And Will Levis starts making throws to DeAndre Hopkins, and they're staying in the game, and then create just two self-inflicted wounds, one after the other, a muffed punt in a tie game gives the Dolphins an easy touchdown from inside their own 10. And then the next offensive snap, they flip the ball. Will Levis basically throws like a dart instead of just a, a, a flip to Derrick Henry. Fumble, two touchdowns for Raheem Mostert. 
That's supposed to be the end of the game, and the Titans come back and win it by going down the field, scoring. Vrabel goes for two because he doesn't want to force overtime. And, and then again, in that case, you go for two, then you score a touchdown, you win. If you don't, then you know you got to score a touchdown and have to go for two instead of just kicking extra points and playing for overtime and hoping for the best in South Florida. I get it. And it worked. Three and out for Miami, including a penalty by the backup center that allowed the Titans to save a timeout in their back pocket. And the Titans go on and score on either side of the three and out for the Dolphins and win the football game. Amazing. And now the narrative still is, who have the Dolphins really beaten? Can they really do it? And that narrative, you know, that means nothing because there's four more games to go. And for them, I'll tell you this, straight up, if Will Levis can do what he just did on the Miami defense in Miami, Zach Wilson coming off of 300 yards and two touchdowns, he can do that too. Although there's no DeAndre Hopkins walking through that door. I I get it. But then they're home for Dallas at Buffalo and then home for, I mean, at Baltimore and then home for Buffalo. I'll tell you who's doing cartwheels today. Ravens fans who thought, okay, we won't be the one seed going into the final four weeks. Now they are. Chiefs fans who thought the Dolphins are going to be two in front of us. I mean, at least if we're not going to be the one seed, maybe we could be the two seed. They still can. All they got to do is catch Miami, and and you got to figure they'll be able to do that with the Dolphins' very difficult schedule ahead. Jaguars fans, too, would love to improve from their position. And you know who's also thrilled? How about your 11-seed Buffalo Bills? Good night for them. Because all they got to do is have the Dolphins lose once. Once. In that stretch. And then have win out themselves. Or have the Dolphins lose once. And then, win, as I said, win out. Because they would beat the Dolphins, have the same record as the Miami Dolphins. And that would be all she wrote. Am I reading this right? Yeah, you should read that right. (laughs) You should read that right. Because if the Dolphins lose once before they see them in week 18, Buffalo would sweep them and win the division. And you'd have to go through to Western New York. That's what happened last night when the Dolphins lost. Let me just repeat that one more time. (laughs) The Miami Dolphins, with four games to go, have a home date with the Jets and the Dallas Cowboys before going to Baltimore. If they lose one of those games, one of them, and Buffalo has a very difficult stretch themselves, home for Dallas, that's the difficult part of the stretch. And then they're at Easton Stick here in Los Angeles, and then they're home for New England. All they got to do is win this game against Dallas, win those two winnable games, while Miami loses once in that stretch, they go to Miami, win that football game. They are the AFC East champs. That door opened up last night when Will Levis helped knock it in the faces of the Miami Dolphins. How about that? So when we went on overreaction Monday and said the Buffalo Bills may be playing the best football in the entire AFC right now, how do you disagree with that? 
<laughs> and how their season is totally oh, in. Wow. The, you're, you're like, well, they barely make the wild card. How about winning the division? Still alive. <laughs> how about that? Let's go. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial today. Um, and then, you know, the Green Bay Packers will talk about in depth in a moment with, wait for it, Tony Shalhoub. He is a native of Green Bay, Wisconsin. He was at the Packers win over the Kansas City Chiefs two nights, uh, two weeks ago. And I'm assuming was throwing something at his television set somewhere in New York City. And he's about to reappear on uh, Roku through the Peacock app as Monk. And uh, maybe we should, should we have him break down what happened to the count uh, the, uh, the uh, Packers last night as Monk? Should we do that? Uh, why wouldn't we? Mr. Monk's last case, a Monk movie. He's about to join us here and we'll talk Packers. And then on the other side of that, we'll talk Packers and Giants, right? And then we've got uh, overreaction Monday we want to get to before Adam Driver even walks in the door. Because guess what? The Packers lost. You want to talk about opening a door? The Packers loss last night opens the door to five and eight teams to make the playoffs. The Giants and the Bears are one game out of the playoffs. (laughs) What? The Giants have now a tiebreak over the Packers. Yeah. The Packers are still the seventh seed, and I'll explain why in a moment. There's a whole bunch of tie breaks right here. Yeah, it's a really long paragraph. And then the, the Vikings, standings. and then the Vikings, who might be starting Nick Mullins for the final four games, they're just seven and six. I mean, everybody sniffing it is quite alive right now. The Bears are sniffing it. They're currently have the fifth overall pick, and they're still alive. And then you take a look again one more time on that NFC standings. Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Falcons, Saints, Giants, Bears. Who's playing the best defense out of all of them? Your number 13 seed. Chicago Bears are playing the best defense out of all of them. Like the Undertaker. (laughs) So let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. And when we come back, we'll talk about the Packers and Monk with Tony Shalhoub. And then I will hit you on everything else about this NFC playoff race. Overreaction Monday. Adam Driver in studio after that talking about Ferrari. It's an awesome movie. I saw it in full yesterday. Tony Shalhoub, when we come back, we'll talk Packers football and more in a moment. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased 
in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network is back on the air. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Adam Driver, who plays Enzo Ferrari in the new film Ferrari in theaters near you on Christmas Day, is about to join us in studio in hour number two. Overreaction Monday still to come. Is our next guest uh, ready to roll? Oh, fantastic. I love this guy. He's been on before, but uh, I haven't seen him. Uh, he's always called in. But there he is, the star of Mr. Monk's Last Case, a Monk movie coming to Peacock, and uh, one of the stars of one of my favorite shows ever um, in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That is true. Green Bay Packer and Green Bay native Tony Shalhoub here on the show. How are you doing, Tony? Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey. Hi. <laughs> right back at you. Uh, so let's let's uh, jump into it. Are you uh, or do you need a hug based off of what we saw last night uh, with your uh, team, Tony? What do we I, I don't I don't think a hug is going to do it. Um, <laughs> I think more like a, a shrink's couch. Okay. Would, uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, what's your two cents on what you're seeing? At least you know there has been some signs of significant life, right? I mean, we we well, seen- you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 confounding because you know there's the, the team that goes and beats the Lions who are having a great year, and then last week uh, the Chiefs uh, didn't seem to have a problem with that, and then and then um, fall to the fall to the Giants. It's just it's it's one of those any given Sunday kind of situations. Yeah, exactly right. Now you were, if I'm not mistaken, were at the game in in Lambeau against the Chiefs. Correct. Oh yeah, I, I was there. It was because we were uh, promoting. We were promoting the Monk movie. Yep. It was you know, NBC does Sunday Night Football. So, so um, and we stream on Peacock. So I was uh, on a kind of a press thing, and it was great. I got to go down on the field. Um, you know, get kind of close to the the players as they were warming up. It was it was really fun. I mean, I I've been a Lambo a million times, but being on the field and on the jumbotron was really thrilling. It's a great, uh, it's a great way to, you know, good thing. Um, Mr. Monk's last case, a Monk movie is on Peacock, right? You know, like, it, yeah. you know, and yeah. so it was a quick yes. When they're like, Hey, do you want to go back home to green Bay to, to promote uh, the show? Right. Quick. Yes. Uh, didn't, didn't have to think about it. Exactly. Right. Um, did you run into Taylor Swift, Tony? You know, um, I, I didn't. I I know heard she was there. I know she was there okay. in a different box. Um, I'm I, I uh, 
It was, I, 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 I really, you know, it's too bad that I didn't really get to run into her because I know what a huge monk fan she is. And, um, I just felt bad for her. By the way, she may be. Tony, I don't know. I mean, I've never heard that. Uh, I just made it up. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Karma could be monk or mar- something like that. I don't know. I mean, but uh, you, you you never know, by the way, because it's such a, a popular show. So you are you are a Green Bay native, correct? correct. Okay. Yeah. So how how far from this from Lambeau did you grow up, Tony? Well, um, not. I mean, it's not a big town. Everything right. is ten minutes from everything. Right. Um, when I was growing up, uh, population was about 65,000. Probably now it's, right. you know, 100, a little over 100 maybe. But um, I was on the east side. I grew up on the east side. Uh, Lambeau is on the west uh, side of town. And um, But now when I go back, you know, I have a couple of sisters that live very, very close to the uh, to the stadium, walking distance really. So uh, we're in we're in that neighborhood when we go back. So which is your most memorable um, visit to Lambo? What do you got for me? Oh, so many great, so many great uh, games. So many, uh, so many cold, really cold games. Right. Um, you know, when we were younger, we we never we didn't have the same kind of gear that they have now. You know, you just. <laughs> You put on layers and lots of wool, and if it was snowing or raining, you were just out of luck because you know there's just no remedy for that. But now there's you know Gore-Tex and Thinsulate and warmers and battery-operated this and that, you know socks and vests and you know it's a it's a it's 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 a lot it's a lot better now. But um, I just remember some freezing games you know, <laughs> really really bad you know here i was but, uh, looking for a good you know, farve you, story here i'm looking for a good farve story maybe even uh you know uh, a story from uh the lombardi era or something like that and here we are talking about your ass freezing this is amazing Tony. this is fantastic <laughs> okay the best the best moment yes. i have to say i was that was uh at a game when i was a kid this was during the lombardi years okay and um I mean, we had relatives in Detroit and who were huge, you know, Lions fans, of course. And they would sometimes come to our games, right? And we mm-hmm. would go to their games in. And uh, it was a big, big rivalry in the in the family. And um, there was a game we were playing against Detroit and we were, uh, the game was basically over. Packers were down by four or five points and it was the last few you know maybe the last minute of the game mm-hmm. and uh, detroit had the ball on their own i don't know like 20 yard line and all they needed to really do was run out the clock and i'll never forget this because it drove my it drove my uh uncle from from detroit crazy uh <laughs> the quarterback drops back throws a pass you know, in their own territory, uh, Herb Adderley, okay. who was a real favorite of my cornerback, uh, number 26 in that in those days, intercepts the ball and runs it in. It was a pick six, and the Packers win the game by, you know, by a couple of points. Come And, and you know, there's just like there was no rhyme or reason for them to call this play, it, a high-risk, you know, play sure. in this. So, uh and it was, I know my dad would just delight in whenever, whenever we beat the Lions. Uh, 
So, so that I hold that memory dear. Well, if that happened today, shows like this one, we would be roasting the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. and we'd have callers calling in, and we'd we'd be talking about disgraces and things like that. Tony Shalhoub yeah. here from uh, from Monks. Mr. Monk's last case, which you can see on Peacock right now, available on Roku. Is this really your, the last case? Is this it? Is this it? Well, uh, I don't know. You know, our uh, um, our writers have uh, kind of a kind of an ironic sense of humor, and you know, they might have just gave, given this title to uh, as, as a kind of a tease. Okay. I don't know. It's not up to me, but. Uh, we always like to leave the door open. But you like doing it? You still enjoy reprising the role and, and things like you know, that? It's Tony? been four, 14 years since we wrapped our series, wow. which is a long time, you know, and I've done a lot of projects in the interim and certainly, you know, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel for five seasons and I kind of wore the, you know, put on the mantle of that character. So I didn't really, I didn't really think we'd ever get to, reprise the monk and uh yeah it was great getting the whole gang back together and uh came up with a really great story and uh it was it was it was really satisfying to do it well let's say again it's available on peacock right now and in the two minutes i have left with you the uh, your show um the marvelous mrs Maisel, is truly one of the greatest shows i have ever seen and 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 the fact that it ended the way that it is one of the great it is the greatest final season i've seen of any show it was wrapped up so beautifully and perfectly and and and, and thoughtfully and also just for fans of the show so satisfying um however yeah. your character i i don't i don't i mean we we didn't get like a final ending about your character what do you think happened to your character well, actually, in the in the episode pr- just before the final episode, mm-hmm. uh, my character Abe, her father, uh, does have a kind of a, kind of a re- revelatory moment where uh, he's talking. Either he's at dinner at a restaurant in, with his with these other friends, uh, these guys, and he's talking about how he has come to this understanding about how he never really uh, how how he's proud of his daughter. She's achieved all of this stuff, but, um, you know, with no help from him, he just, he put all his focus on the son as, as was the, you know, kind of the, the sort of parenting style of the period a lot of times. And he comes to realize what, you know, what she could have achieved had he, had he given her more support, had he uh, paid more attention to her, had he been more aware of her uh, journey. And so I, I do think he, he definitely ended up in a different place uh, than when we first meet him in the in the first season. So, and he just uh, is a, a theater critic or a movie a, a critic for the rest yeah, of his days. He's gone from being a math right professor at Columbia and working for Bell Labs to uh, reinventing his whole life, and he ends up as a theater critic for the Village Voice. Right, and so I, again, it's just it was so satisfying. It was so wonderful. You were terrific in it. So was everybody else. And anytime you ever want to come on this show, you have a place here, Tony. I greatly appreciate you uh, you coming on today. Thank you. I so appreciate that. You Thanks bet. And, and good luck to your Packers. I still think they make the playoffs, quite frankly, Tony. I really hey, here's do. Here's hoping. I know. And then, of course, you know, uh, we'll, we'll have you on in the next uh, many times in the next 15 years as Jordan Love makes the Pro Football Hall of Fame like everyone else who plays quarterback. Absolutely. Hey, I've been on that. I've been on the love boat from the very beginning. <laughs> 
Were you really on the? You were never on the actual love boat, right, Tony? No, the, the, no. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I've been, I believe, and and I've been behind this quarterback and have believed in him since he arrived on the scene. I just think he's got to be given a chance, and and uh, I, I love watching him, and and you know he'll he'll have his uh, you know good days and his bad days like they all do. Right. But I really think he's gonna. He's going to deliver. Take care of yourself, Tony. Mr. Monk's last case, a Monk movie available right now on Peacock, right here on Roku. Appreciate the time, as always. Thank you, sir. You bet. That's Tony Shalhoub right here on The Rich Eisen Show. I can't, again, um, mm-hmm. tell you enough. I know you don't watch The Marvelous Mrs. I, I've Maisel. I've not seen it, uh, right? but I obviously but have heard Sarah's it. seen it, right? A, she's I've seen it. Susie diehard, hasn't. Yeah. It is incredible, right? Truly remarkable. All the raves. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers now. Uh, uh, you know the the this what this is what happens with a first time starter is he'll play a month like a world beater or he'll play a first month with a bunch of up and downs and then he'll play a month like a world beater and then he'll show up on a Monday night and there were a couple times you saw some throws from Jordan Love wide open guys and you know Matt Lafleur you could just see they would cut over to him and he would just kind of have a mystified face. Yep. And I'm sure, you know, who also matched the mystified faces when love wasn't connecting. And again, I'm not an all-22 guy. Maybe sometimes the routes weren't run at the right depth or love rushed the throw or had an issue up front with the blocking or anything like that. But every single time I saw a mystified face on uh, Lafleur, I thought there had to be mystified faces on the faces of uh, Chiefs fans, Lions fans, and Chargers fans. Where was that guy? Because <laughs> that guy was a world beater against us. Mm-hmm. A world beater. Right? And so, even with all that, he made the plays in the final throws of that game when Saquon Barkley, running free, running, it looked like he might score a touchdown. He gets tripped up. And I think this was the right call. He, he did have two steps where he righted himself yeah, before he then fell over exactly. with his own momentum. Yeah. You know, and again, I, I, I don't know how that works because one of his quads is the size of two of mine put together. <laughs> Even though it was a little bit of leg day for me today, this morning. Oh, you feeling yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm feeling it today. Okay. Uh, and, but that was a fumble. <laughs> that was a fumble. I think that was a right call. Yeah. And the Packers took advantage of that just when you thought the Giants were going to just basically either run it out or score one more on a Packers defense that they they had their number on for much of the night. And uh, Love took care of it, made some great throws. I thought the first touchdown pass that was called not a touchdown had, I thought it was caught two steps and just before that third step, it got knocked out. I thought in the end zone, all you need is two hand, two feet down and the ball in the hands, you, how is that needing to be completed, the process? I don't know. All I know is no the idea. next throw was completely on point as well, and kudos to the official who got knocked over but was able to see before he got knocked over that the ball did, in fact, cross the the threshold, and he gets up, writes himself, and signals touchdown, and then the Giants won it anyway. So that's what happens when you start two and five is, you know, margin for error on nights like this, leave you six and seven. The good news for the Packers is Jordan loves off game for the first time in about a month. They still had right there to win. 
also, it was on the road. That's not an easy place to play. It truly isn't um, on a Monday night, despite how poor the Giants' record was coming in. And then you look at the standings, or at least their, their, their final uh, schedule here. Um, there's a ton of winnable games here. ton for them. I mean, they're, they're, they, they might be favored in a, in a couple of them, um, potentially. Certainly at Carolina. You know, they're home for Tampa. How big a game is that? And that's currently your four seed against your seven seed in the NFC right now. There's no margin forever for Tampa either. That's a big game uh, in Lambeau. At Carolina, at Minnesota, which I'm assuming will be a Nick Mullins contest, and then home for Chicago. In the standings, the Packers are the seven seed because there's four other six and seven seed right now. The Seahawks, Falcons, and Saints are all eliminated from this race because of the tie breaks in division. Okay. The division tie breaks knock them out. The Seahawks lose because of the Rams. Okay. And the Falcons and Saints lose because of their records against each other. And then the Packers have apparently a better win percentage than the Rams in certain games. That's just a quick synopsis as to why. It doesn't matter because obviously when the rubber meets the road, four more games will, will be the difference maker. But they're at least in the pole position right now. And um, that's got to count for something. And Aaron Jones, let's get him healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, True. let's get Watson healthy. Let's get these guys healthy and get back out there. Nice receiving core in that squad. I know they're young yeah, and they're young. making plays. Young. You know, you've got to be, you've got to like what you're seeing, but it's not going to be perfect. Like, and they still damn near almost won it. Yeah. They came close. I know. You know? They sure did. Mm. So um, that's my opinion here. And then again, what they did though is they opened the door to two, five, and eight teams. I mean, they could have been seven and six and, and, and really given a, a big problem to two five and eight teams or they could have been seven and six and the five and eight team would be four and nine right the giants so the giants have a shot here certainly if, if green bay is the seventh seed then the giants way way down where they are have a tie break over the seventh seed but they've got to leapfrog a ton of other teams and you know we'll come back and talk about the new superstar of new york city how you doing and his name is tommy devito and we'll talk about that have overreaction monday and welcome adam driver into our studio to talk about ferrari an awesome fun movie that everybody should go see well it's it's fun it's i shouldn't use the word fun i mean there's it it's it's a it's your typical michael mann deep dive here man so there's a lot of action Uh, but there is some there is some fun parts to it okay um but um i guess yeah, the word fun is is, is is one of the fewer adjectives, but there are some really thrilling moments in it. I bet. I didn't know Michael Mann was there. I didn't know how I Yes, sir. Okay. When Michael Mann came on to talk about Heat 2, uh-huh. he was in the process of making Ferrari. Oh, that's, okay. So. Eight, four, and, and we've got a great celebrity, true or false, for Adam Driver. We're going to so, bring up Prince Akeem and his uh, correct call of this game, too, later if on. We, if we can do that. Yes. Call. Let me tell you what, <laughs> we heard all about it at McDowell's in the in the uh, in the in the back office. 
The Packers losing to the Giants when an oblong pigskin went through the Big H. That's coming up. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Now, um, Jay Felly, always love when you're here. Um, If Del Tufo was here, though, I would be addressing him directly right now. All right. Okay, because you're not from New Jersey. I'm not. Okay. (laughs) I'm from Staten Island, New York, Mm -hmm. which is practically New Jersey. I mean, we share three bridges, Staten Island (laughs) and New Jersey. Kind of nuts. Outer Bridge, Gothels, and Bayonne. Okay, so we're and and one time when I was working for the Staten Island Advance for three years, there was even a uh, a vote to secede from the city of New York once because we didn't want to take that garbage anymore. Trust me, <laughs> that's literal. There was the Fresh Kills landfill. We took the garbage of every borough in New York City on Staten Island, and everyone was saying, "What are we going to do? Have our own city, or we'll just become part of New Jersey?" I swear to you. So when I tell you, I grew up knowing a ton of people like the DeVito family that the entire (laughs) country is being introduced to thanks to their remarkable and remarkably fun play of their son, Tommy, as well as their, you know, love of their son on display and love of family and food and like, and their, 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 uh, culture heritage. I've known, honestly, I feel like I feel like I know these folks. Okay, Tom DeVito, who is uh, apparently uh, a professional in the plumbing and heating world. Mom Alexandra, who is Instagramming out photos of Tommy, who lives with them. Now that first came up when Tommy started starting for the Giants. Mm. Because Terod Taylor got knocked out and we all know Daniel Jones is out for the season. And um, we know that he lives with his parents, like George Costanza. He's, it's, he's not saying, I'm, I, I have no job and I live with my parents. He's got a job, <laughs> but he lives with his parents. His job doesn't pay very much, and his parents live within 12, mi- 12, 12 minutes, apparently, of the facility. Makes sense. And he said, Tommy, he's been, it's been famously known, saying, hey, you know, I, 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 I get everything I need. <laughs> I get a nice room. I get food. And we learn that his, you know, cutlets are on the menu, right? Chicken cutlets. Chicken. He's Tommy Cutlets now. How you doing? And, you know. Clown, I amuse you. And so, and by the way, that character that you just heard from Goodfellas is named 
Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. And yesterday was the anniversary of the Lufthansa heist. <laughs> Can't write this. Uh, like I'm a clown, I amuse you. A caper that we all know was cultivated for a very long time by Maury the Wigman. May he rest in peace. Of course. <laughs> yes. Can't make it up. And then uh, on the nationally televised game, on ABC, on network TV, Tommy's there out on the field with his agent, who I've, I, I can't believe I've never crossed paths with this guy. <laughs> Sean Stilato, who's a longtime agent in this league. You remember Alfred Morris, the Al- running back? Yeah, yeah. former Cowboy, former Washington. A, co- a client of his. Okay. Hey. As a matter of fact, he's been in this business so long, he's getting inducted this week into the National Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame in Chicago, Illinois. Wow. Hey, what wow. a great way to go in wow. is Tommy DeVito's ruling. And, and look at the way he's showing up. I saw this. You know the first thing I thought of? It was Michael Corleone's bodyguard in Godfather Part 2 who tried to take out Hyman Roth. You remember that? (laughs) You tell me. You tell me. You tell me I'm wrong. Oh, my God. He doesn't have the makings of a varsity. Honestly, athlete. and then you see the parents in the crowd, and they're you know they're making the the hand gestures, and hey. Tommy's doing this, and the players are all doing this to him. And I'm telling you, I've grown up with people that I, I know, like the Devitos. This kid, Tommy, played high school for Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey, and was dynamite there. And went to Syracuse. Sure right? did. And so, watching their son do this for the New York Giants has got to be mind-blowing to them. Mind-blowing. I'm getting goosebumps yeah. thinking of it. They have to be, because the number of times they probably drove by the old Giants stadium... And, you know, the old Brendan Byrne arena. I made Jimmy Hoffa jokes. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like all of us when we grew up there. Like yeah. I, I was. <laughs> they probably did. I was the MC. The Giants and the Jets and the NFL were kind enough to ask me to MC the, the, uh, the moment where they first turned dirt to build MetLife Stadium. Oh. And, and every luminary was there from governor, the governor, the commissioner, the owners of the Jets and the Giants. And I basically said, when we break ground, everybody keep keep an eye out for Jimmy Hoffa. Nobody laughed. When I say nobody laughed, nobody laughed. Really? Yes. That's a good joke. Nobody laughed. I might have gotten a smirk out of Steve Tisch because he's just a wonderful person, you know, and a comedy guy who had a cameo in the on Seinfeld years ago in the diner. At any rate, so they have to be out of their skulls watching this. And then last night, with the Green Bay Packers in town, on a Monday night, since 1950, how about that for a start in a stat? How many quarterbacks do you think in the NFL have a completion percentage in a single game of 80%? So you've completed 80% of your passes and ran for over 70 yards. And at the same time, no sacks taken, and no turnovers committed. How many quarterbacks do you think have done that since 1950? I'll give you a hint. It's one. His name is Tommy DeVito. 
How is that possible? That happened I mean, last <laughs> night. What? Should I repeat it? Please do. <laughs> in a game in the National Football League since 1950. Okay. 80% completion mm-hmm. of your attempted passes. So you've completed 80% of your passes. I get that. You've run for over 70 yards as well. Okay. You didn't take a sack. No sacks. And you didn't commit a turnover. Turnover. Just one? Just one. Tommy Cutlets? Tommy Cutlets. Unreal. How you doing? Hey. hey. And it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy that the Giants pay Daniel Jones $40 million a year and this kid is operating the offense in a much more efficient way. Now, this may, be, it may not be fair because of the different competition and the different level of expectations. And, the, and you know, you don't have to open the season against the Dallas Cowboys. But it's three wins in a row. And by beating the Packers, the Giants are 5-8, and eight, and everybody else in front of them is 6-7. and seven. What if Tommy DeVito makes the playoffs? Yeah. I, I'm just throwing it out here right now. And I look, and there have been stories in New York City like this before. Kevin Moss of the Yankees and Jeremy Lin of the Knicks. But the kid is the kids the kid looks sustainable to me. And it opens the run game too. Saquon started busting out. Here's Tommy DeVito after the game when asked about again, he, he didn't just boat race him. You know, they, they, they were back and forth. And then after Saquon with some, you can't make it up, doesn't give himself up, fumble, as he's running what it looks like for a touchdown, and the Packers take that and take the lead, and Tommy DeVito is now leaned on to get them in field goal range, and he does it, and they win the game. This was DeVito after the game about that scenario. Just go win the football game. Go execute a drive that we practice every day before practice, which is a two-minute drive. We do it every day, different situations. Um, I assume over all the practices we've had that exact situation or something very similar to it. So just go out, execute the offense, and go win a game. How much do you like being in that situation? I mean, you enjoy it when it's an outcome like this, right? Um, I mean, I enjoy being on the field. Any play, no matter what play it is, so I'm just trying to enjoy it. How do you want to? I, I need a thirty for thirty on on what he was wearing. You know what I mean? Like, no wh- idea. where did that come from? Nope, no clue. Is it in his closet from high school? You know, like, like did he just grab it going to the game? I love it. <laughs> I love all about it. I want to see more of him. I want to learn more about him. I can't get enough of him and his family serving up all sorts of food mm-hmm. for three hundred in the parking lot before the game. Exactly the type of folks that I grew up with. And coming up next. It's Cutlets versus Gumbo. They're going to New Orleans, and New Orleans is one of the six and seven teams they're tracking down. And all we said for the last 24 hours, 36 hours, when the Eagles lost to the Cowboys, they've now lost two in a row, and they got a tough game in Seattle. After that, they play the Giants twice. So the Eagles will be fine. Oh, really? DeVito versus Sirianni. Big Dom against the <laughs> DeVitos. Come on! You can't make it up. It's unbelievable. And Giants fans, good for you, man. Good for you. They're, they're having fun. They're excited about their team when they thought they were dead and buried. And how about MetLife? 
There's life in MetLife. First time all year. Jets and Giants play on the same weekend. Zach wins. DeVito wins. What the hell is happening? Who the thunk it? What's going on? Cutlets for everyone. The hell going on? I love it. I can't get enough of it. I feel like I'm back home again. Complaining about the stink and the traffic. Shall oh my God! Don't make you choke. Shall All right. Well done. Our number one of the books. Adam Driver is about to join us right here in studio. Ferrari is a fantastic film. He is fantastic in it, and you should see it on Christmas Day. A clip is coming up, and our chat with Adam Driver is next. Still here on the Roku channel. We'll do a overreaction. I didn't think I'd go in a deep dive on well, Tommy DeVito. I, mean, I but think it was worth it. Don't you think? Yeah. It's a story. Let's hit them all. Let's hit them all. Right now. now while we while got we've the got the muscle. <laughs> They've got them. Can you put the giant schedule up one more time, please? Just do it for me. I think it'll win out. Is that what you're saying? Get them all. Yeah. Philadelphia twice with the Rams see. in the middle. Well, they most certainly it, aren't going to win all out. Okay. So... What if Tommy DeVito goes into seven-game win streak and takes the Giants to the playoffs for a back-to-back year for Brian Dable? Philly's defense stinks. Why Dude, can't he light them up? If he's running like that, Wandale Robinson? They're not beating Philly Dude, twice. he's – he's okay. I mean, maybe not <laughs> twice. I don't, I don't know. Dude, the DeVitos going down to Turnpike to Philadelphia. I want to be part of it. What am I? It's Chris uh, on Christmas. I want on Christmas. Christmas. It's a Christmas fair, dude. I want to be part of that. <laughs> the party bus going down the turnpike. Oh, oh legendary! Man. Get out! Get out of here! Legendary. Waving, waving your cutlets at the Delaware Water Gap. You hang a right. And you go <laughs> win a football game. Gap. <laughs> That's exit one. <sighs> it's my. It's like my childhood. It really. It. Just, I got a warm and fuzzy. It's like the fans Watching this family. are really behind it, and it's something that the fan base is yes. having fun with. That and that's yes. the most important thing. And what a way cool. for the agent to go into the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. Adam Driver coming up. How you doing? <laughs> 